When I was a little boy, I spent most of my time playing and one thing you may consider weird is that I would spend hours watching and studying ants. Their coordination would always amaze me and I would always wonder who made them so organized. It's no lie that I've always searched for the truth. I've said this in my previous podcast on how to identify who you are, that I believe nothing in life happens by accident or randomness because somehow everything somehow points in the direction of a plan. So expectations, what does God expect from you? From me, I'll tell you my story. And as usual, I want you to take clues and use them on your own journey as well. You know, I've said my self-enlightenment awakened in my early teens, right? Yes, I did say so. And one thing I figured out was the answer to everything I seek is everything. Meaning everything is everything. God left us clues, obvious clues. In order to understand how he operates, he made our reality operates in some way such that in our lives we can see his values and how he thinks and operates. Like a father would care for a son, like a mother would love a son. We still can't measure it, but that gives you an idea why God can love you so much if he is your father as he claims. Then it makes sense. To make you understand, he has given you a reality where you have a mother that loves you in a way that you can't measure. So you can't really question God's parental love, right? Because it's even in your physical reality. Many other things apart from love has God used our physical realities to teach us and show us how he operates. One is his expectations of us and how he can, and how we can figure out our individual expectations not general expectations now, individual. The general expectations that God has for us is love. He expects us to love and cohabits on earth. The love commandment is really, really strong and he, he laid so much emphasis on it that, you know, we can deduce that that is, you know, our general expectation. That's what he has for us. And that's what he expects of us to, to, to express on earth. But he also has individual expectations of us. And, but how do you know what your individual expectation is? Like what clues did God leave for you to figure it out? And once you do, and once you figure what God has in expectation of you, what do you do about it? When I was seven, my uncle sent me to buy sardines. I bought an expired sardine. He spanked me and asked me why I didn't check the expiry date. I told him I didn't even know what expiry date was and I knew he knew I didn't know, but he was still trying to send me a message and let me understand the level of expectation that he and the family had for me such that I shouldn't be slacking. I figured it out because I asked my friends if they knew what an expiry date was and if they checked it and they were looking lost. Right then I'm like, nah, my uncle hates me. And in my mind I'm saying, why only me? Why am I supposed to know things that my parents don't even know yet? Expectations. My uncle had high expectations of me. And I can tell you, my mom really pushed with loads of values like that. I did think she was really unfair sometimes. But in my early teens, in which everything started to make sense, I would hear my mom speak to people saying, 
my son can do this. My son can do this. And, you know, she's leaving me in positions where I'm like, mommy, won't you even supervise me? And she's like, I know you can do it. She left me on autopilot in a situation where most parents were panicking with their kids. Like, even if I'm late out to my friends, everybody's mom's calling their phone. My mom is not. I'm even worried why she's not calling me. <laughs> I'm even worried. I go home and I'm like, mom, you didn't check on me. And she's like, because I know you are fine. I know what you can do. And I know you would do the proper things. So it was like early parenting pressure to groom me for a moment in my future where she expects me to behave in a certain way. It was genius parenting. They could leave me alone and travel for a year knowing nothing will screw up. Peace of mind. My mom had peace of mind. She would tell people now that nothing ever enters my mouth without me praying over it. Because, I mean, she literally grew me like that. So, like, you know, I could hear her say things like that and I would just smile because she's right. And I, I know the game she played going. I know the game she played. Like, she played that training and routine really well. So my point is, you can be trained and prepared to meet up to an expectation. In this reality, that is the clue that God can train and prepare you to meet up to his expectation. God will take you through early pressure and leave you on autopilot to fly. No pressure. He knows you will never crash. The point is, are you willing to go through the pressure are you going to be praying to God to take away the pressure? Now, can you see the angle I'm coming from? Because it's possible. God can bless your future and prepare you for your destiny. He can also apply pressure on you so you don't fail in your future expectation so that he can brag with you in confidence like he did of Job so he can be confident and be sure of you. The same you can be praying and fasting to God to take away the pressure that you cannot handle it. And once it takes it away, note that blessing is gone. To prevent this sort of thing, you must be vigilant and aware of your surroundings. You must notice almost everything. Look around you right now, wherever you are. Nothing. Absolutely nothing you see is happening by accident. And absolutely every tough thing you're going through right now is part of a plan. So before you start complaining and crying, pray the right way. Tell God, why this is happening I know not, but I do not intend to disappoint you. So I'm trusting you to see me through these challenges that it elevates me to my destiny. But if it is not of your doing or plan, take it away, I humbly ask. This is how I operate and how I try to make sure I do not skip classes. Yes, classes, because God is a lecturer and he gives classes. I need to take attendance. I need to sign my attendance. Jesus took attendance. Moses did. David did. Everyone he loved did. That is how he operates. He puts the pressure to build you, then elevates you. Don't miss your test with God. Don't skip classes. Don't pray to God to expel you from his school unknowingly. Be calm and remember, pay attention to your surroundings. On my podcast today, I have a guest speaker. Her name is Ru. I call her Ru. She's the founder of I Can't Always UK. So let's listen to what Ru has to say. I'm eager to listen. 
So tell us, Ru, what's your take on identifying clues to God's expectation of you? Wow, so good. And first, I want to start by saying thank you for having me as a guest on your channel. I believe that this topic is a great one to be discussing, especially in this current climate, because I think we need to know what our expectations are um, from God so that we can know how to position ourselves. See, I like to look at this and allow me, if I may, to just take a page out or take inspiration from the last points that you just made around we are in a class. And I believe that we are in a class. You know, God is a lecturer and we have an assignment. See, I like to look at it in a way that my challenges are the very thing that is going to fuel my assignment. So I almost look at my challenges as, okay, that's my challenge. Now I need to use that challenge because that's where my assignment is. And for example, I found myself in my uh, beginning of my third year of university, um, you know, going through a, a pregnancy. And two days after I find out I was pregnant, um, I had a miscarriage. And I remember crying out to God and I was just saying, God, why me? Why did I have to go through this? Am I not worthy to have a child? Or better yet, is it because of the mistakes that I've made in, that, in my past? And I started to say, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Like, you know, it just, I started to look at my past and looking, all, looking at all those mistakes and I thought it was a punishment. But actually, when I started to seek God deeper in it, I started to recognize that actually that's where my assignment was. And that's where I can always was birthed. It was something that God wanted me to use to be able to speak and connect to other women. To say, hey, if I can go through this, then so can you. And so I, I believe that our very challenges and our very turmoil are where our assignments Assented, because I like to also look at it as you know, if it is, if we're calling it an assignment, then it's some sort of education, meaning that we're learning something from it. See, we don't really learn things from a test that we know all the answers to, because actually we didn't get much out of it. But we get more from the test that we have to study for, we have to practice, we have to, you know, do test A, test B, test C just to get to that final test. I believe that actually the harder the test, the higher the grade and the harder the challenges, the higher the caliber of what you're supposed to be accomplishing. And so I really look at my challenges as the very thing that God is expecting me to use to accomplish the assignment he has placed on my life. So I then think to myself, instead of crying, God, why me? I say, God, what next? Because I now understand that when I see and recognize those challenges for whatever they are, Actually, that is the very position I'm supposed to be standing in to be able to know where I'm going next. Because after I accomplish it, the next step I take is I start talking about it. It's a tale that I'm leaving to, um, a tale I'm living to tell. Um, that one is a tricky one. But I think, you know, it is the very story that connects me to the 
very people I am trying to reach, help and support. Because without that story, then I wouldn't know and understand what they are going through. See, we all go through one challenge or another, but that challenge connects us to the very people that are attached to our assignment. So don't dismiss your challenges. Don't dismiss what you've been through, but instead record it. I really, really encourage and um, say to the you know people that are on my platform that journaling is one of the biggest things, is one of the most important things that you can do because when you record, you start to see a pattern. And Daniel, I think you spoke about this in one of your podcast, I think the first one where you were saying that how you recognize your purpose was actually looking at what was frustrating you, what was annoying you, and you saying you wanted to fix it. And I think that is the very thing that we um, have when it comes to our challenges. We look at our challenges and think, okay, what is the most frustrating thing that I have in my life? Because that very thing um, is what is going to, what is going to be my assignment. And so I believe that, you know, some of the biggest business owners, they have been so successful because they have solved a solution based on their frustrations. You know, Microsoft, um, fast food, whatever it is, they were solving whatever frustration that they had at the time. And I believe that if you start looking at your frustrations and your turmoil differently, you start to recognize that actually that's where your assignment is and God has an expectation for you to use it. And so I just want to leave you with the idea that don't dismiss yourself because of what you have been through, but actually step into your assignment because of what you have been through, because that is the expectation that God has over your life. Thank you.